all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another terrific Tuesday morning. Today, Torch Report 268, friends, we will be talking about the capacity for total tyranny, exposing the sick justification that's being used to enslave humanity, of course, as always, for the greater good. We're going to start out with the big picture perspective today, just zoop the way out, starting with the macro level perspective and just trying to stay up there above the fray, all the uh, smoke and mirrors and dog and pony show political circus of the day, because there are right now some radical, fanatical environmentalists out there who are releasing particles into the atmosphere in an effort to stop climate change. I'll say it again. There are radical, fanatical environmentalists releasing particles into the atmosphere in order to stop climate change, and they're calling it, get this, geoengineering activism. Geoengineering activism. I mean, it's going to be a booming career field uh, with the coming of age of all these woke minions going through the uh, public indoctrination right now. At any rate, friends, it begs two obvious questions. Isn't this also changing the climate? I mean, this is the epitome of man-made climate change, is it not? And then, of course, the more obvious question, what could possibly go wrong? We got a bunch of quacks out there trying to, you know, shoot particles into the atmosphere to stop the sun from shining on planet Earth. Mm, What could go wrong? (laughs) You know, but lest you think, friends, that this is just being drummed up by a bunch of fringe quacks who are easily laughed off. Please take note that the CEO of this endeavor, uh, the the name of the company is called Making Sunsets, by the way. But the CEO is this guy named Luke Iceman, formerly of the Y Combinator, the big tech accelerator behind such everyday enterprises as Airbnb, Coinbase, DoorDash, Dropbox, Reddit, and Stripe, just to name a few. This guy knows how to build a company and make it work, does he not? And now he's behind this making sunsets, you know, sh- you know, basically, you know, tuning out the sun so we don't scorch the earth and all die, you know, go the way of the polar bears. Says Iceman here, quote, we joke slash not joke that this is partly a company and partly a cult, he says. Climate change is such a grave threat, and the world has moved so slowly to address the underlying problem that more radical interventions are now required. It's morally wrong, in my opinion, for us not to be doing this, he says. What's important is to do this as quickly and safely as we can, period, end quote. So he is fully justified in his own mind. It's morally wrong, in my opinion, for us not to be shooting particles into the atmosphere to stop climate change. You know, friends, is that not a very impressive moral imperative? I mean, they, they joke slash not joke. The company culture is, hey, we're kind of a cult. No, they you are a cult. You know, if you believe that shooting particles into the atmosphere to stop climate change is a good idea, you might be in a cult. Maybe you should drink some Kool-Aid and wait for the spaceship to land. It'll save us all from climate change, okay? Ah, you know, when they say it's morally wrong not to manipulate the climate by launching tiny particles of sulfur into the stratosphere, you know, the, 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 it's... It's 
mind-boggling. You know, they're even selling these cooling credits to other woke corporations. You know, good sense and science be damned, friends, that is the epitome of a cult mentality. And it would be a mistake to simply laugh off such lunacy because these guys are very well funded. They're dead serious about conducting these mad scientist type experiments. And worse yet, this infectious cult mentality is pervasive amongst both the global elites and the mindless minions they so daftly manipulate, friends. Do you recall the global One Health Initiative, the one agenda to rule them all? Do you recall that? You should if you've been with me for a while because I have been ripping on the One Health Initiative since uh, you know, this insidious plot, you know, exposing it for what it is since back in May, pointing out the fact that they make insane claims like the idea that COVID-19 was mutating because it was running rampant through all the wild deer populations and, and thou shalt not eat the king's deer because it, that's how you're getting mutated viruses, just like the mutated virus that escaped from the top secret bio laboratory and, and leapt, you know, <laughs> off the shoulder into the fish market or a bat or something. It's this whole idea of zoonosis is the greatest reservoir of infectious disease. It's bolstering the narrative that zoonosis is the greatest source of endless invisible enemies. And, you know, in, in taking a look at that and exposing the fact that our own government very gleefully rubbing together their money grubbing hands, I've, you know, they've embarked on a whole of government approach to participate in this bogus globalist agenda. It is all about the globalist agenda, the great reset, centralizing power control, taking, you know, doing away with property rights, you'll own nothing, you'll be happy, eat bugs. You know, they're going to take control of the means of production and consumption, supply lines, etc. That's all part of the great reset, all part and parcel. And at any rate, uh, from Torch Report 123, how the who takes over the world, I want to share this little excerpt with you. Uh, quote, at the surface level, all of these initiatives are dripping with altruistic intent. It sounds as if the whole world is working together to protect humanity from the threat of infectious disease, striving to prevent future pandemics from causing COVID-level calamity. There is no doubt that a global-level response will help save lives. And saving lives is the most important thing, right? Wrong! <laughs> Embedded in the language is the authority to dictate national responses to any event the WHO deems a threat to global health, culminating in in the new One Health agenda that links human health to environmental health, uh, read that as climate health, effectively extending their mandates to regulate all human behavior. The One Health agenda, my friends, links human health to climate health and it effectively uh, gives them the mandate, the moral support. Uh, <laughs> Supremacy, the moral justification to regulate all human behavior. Going on here, the One Health agenda offers an endless supply of threats that the government alone can protect us from because they alone can test for and identify these new pathogens. You know, how the hell are we supposed to know if the deer have COVID-19? You know, thus, the invisible enemy is always ready to strike, set to infect the heart of humanity with fear and cause people around the world to enslave themselves out of an abundance of caution. End quote. That was a pretty good uh, write-up there. Torch Report 123. You know, the audience has grown exponentially. Welcome to the new members of Patriot Club. Welcome to the new members in the listening audience here. 
This uh, has been a journey of learning. And I say the torture report is the truth you can trust, not because I'm asking you to take my word for it, but because I do all the research to present the links so you can dig in and develop your own informed perspective. Now, friends, never forget that these policies, these One Health agenda policies, et cetera, from the international level all the way down to the local level, these policies are being driven by the same radical environmental cult that's actively trying to fight man-made climate change by injecting chemicals into the atmosphere. <laughs> okay, they honestly believe that they are saving the planet, and and I'm sure they believe that you know government health spray is is really a good idea and everything else. These people are completely detached from reality. They are delusional. They have psychosis. They can no longer tell or distinguish between what they think and actual reality. In their collective hive minds, their logic is infallible. As in, it's morally wrong for us not to be doing this. You know, we, I mean, we have to. We got to save the planet. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and this if infallible logic which is, again, it's, it's you know, disconnected from reality, but in their mind, they think that that's the, the only answer. And I, I can imagine, if you will, that the Taliban might use the exact same logic when they decided to start torturing women again after the disastrous withdrawal of U.S. troops that left civilians and children trapped behind enemy lines uh, while forfeiting billions of dollars of military equipment into the hands of terrorists. But never mind all of that. I'm just trying to point out that the Taliban uses the same infallible logic. It's morally wrong for us not to be doing this. We got to stone this lady. Come on. She took off her burqa in public. Get out of town, you know. Now, uh, um, <laughs> not to get too much on a sidetrack here, um, this whole of government approach by Biden and all of that to, to go along with the ESG, the environmental sustainable governance and all that, you know, Biden is the most popular president ever elected. And he's doing so much better than most people even think. They don't even know how great of a job he's doing. And his wife honestly believes he that he has the strength and the stamina to win another historic reelection in 2024, even though some 86% of Americans think that our country is on the wrong track. Now, interestingly enough, I saw that figure, 86%. I looked at that link. You would not believe the reason why. 86% of Americans think our country's on the wrong track. According to the poll, and it was, I believe it was an ABC poll. Oh, no, it was an MSN poll, MSNBC, PMSNBC, whatever uh, the, the mainstream rag has to say is that the reason people think our country's on the wrong track is because we're going backwards on women's rights. We're going backwards on environmental justice and all of these kind of woke progressive agenda kind of stuff. And that's why 86% of Americans think our country's on the wrong track if you were to take that poll at face value. But moving on, that was a little bit of a side uh, tangent there. Woven throughout the globalist narrative on climate change and the One Health Initiative are the same tried, you know, they're tired, you know, tried but failed, tired utopian socialist fantasies that crop up every single time and altruistic holier-than-thou do-gooders, you know, they get together, put their heads together and figure out how they can take over the world. You know, they insist that their ideas are progressive, though that is patently false. It is the regressive, progressive agenda. But regardless of all of this, the origins, the, the, the thinking, the centralized control, this desire to consolidate power, you know, whether the control is meant to control the weather or to save the planet, or if, it, if, if the control is meant to make things equal and keep people safe, you know, all of this 
is ultimately commie tactics. It's always commie tactics because the commies are taking over the world. And I mean that legitimately. They call themselves Democrats or progressives. They think of themselves as Democrats and progressives, but really they're deploying commie tactics. It's the same mental worm. It's the infectious mental disease of collectivism. They want control pure and simple, but they don't see it that way. What they see is I'm doing this thing and I absolutely must do it because if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. And we got to save the planet. And so they're morally justified in a, in a, an illogical, infallible loop of illogic. I should say an infallible loop of illogic. <laughs> say that 10 times fast An infallible loop of illogical thinking. How about that? But one of the great ironies amidst all of this modern insanity is the fact that Democrats are the ones who are voting to give more power and control to the despots who are running our government, as opposed to, say, you know, giving people to the power, power to the people, you know, instead of championing the rights of the little guys like they used to. Now, the Democrats are in bed with big gov and big business. And, you know, come on. I have so many people have said to me, Luke, I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left me right on. You know what I mean? Yes, they've gone further and further left. You know, Gone are the good old days that Democrats were standing up for blue collar workers. That's not what we're facing right now. And even though right now this, you know, this great irony that the Democrats are the ones voting for more government control, more government censorship, more government spying on people with, you know, warrantless uh, search and all that kind of stuff. Now, even the poor people in Cuba have begun to realize that they've been betrayed by the democratic world. I saw this article out there today, and it's, it's this Cuban activist who's saying, you know, man, all these Democrats are just giving lip service to justice, but they would rather see the Cuban people continue to suffer under the yoke of tyranny than see their communist friends in Havana fall out of power. You know, that is an instructive insight is it not you know we could we could expand that more broadly and say what any intellectually honest person could quickly surmise which is the fact that democrats are keen to ignore human suffering they're keen to ignore the suffocation of the human spirit that happens under tyrannical regimes socialist communist regimes and they do that they ignore they pretend like it's not happening in order to keep their commie progressive hack friends in power you know but to keep the illusion alive right they got to drink the Kool-Aid otherwise you're never going to know if the if the if the spaceship's going to come or not okay same kind of thing you got to vote to give them more power otherwise how are they going to save the planet it's a, it's 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 a cult mentality it's it's uh, mental disease you know because in their mind, the ends justify the means. If they could just control all the money, all the elections, and all the people, then they could save the planet, and they can make life fair, and they could keep people safe. And they don't have, uh, they don't have much problem selling that spoon-fed drivel to the minds of the ignorant hordes who have become the majority in many countries around the globe. Now, of course, you and I know. And they know, <laughs> and they know that we know that they know, they know that they could not possibly achieve such lofty aims like saving the planet or, or stopping man-made climate change by shooting particles into the atmosphere. They couldn't achieve such lofty aims without dumping trillions and trillions of dollars into utterly worthless projects like blocking the sun, for example. That is the beauty of public-private partnerships, don't you see? 
Now they have stakeholder capitalism to help fund the state-sanctioned tyranny forevermore. You know, they've got the money. They've got the tech. They've got the policy. And that means they can have their way with humanity, which is just exactly what they intend to do. You know, it's the eugenics. It's the depopulation. It's the total global control. Hence, the great global inescapable socialist surveillance state, you know, uh, which... I I hound on these things sometimes, and it's necessary, I think, at times to repeat things because I don't know, maybe it's the first time you've heard some of this stuff. But I want you to know it's, you know, I'm just a, you know, your favorite ignorant peasant. I like to say Uh, you may be very intelligent and educated. I'm just I'm just learning here. And I, I always find it. It gives me the warm and fuzzies. It makes me feel validated when really brilliant people with lots of letters after the name from some think tank institute says the same thing. But here is uh, John Whitehead from the Rutherford Institute, putting down this uh, inescapable socialist surveillance state. Those are my words. I repeat them often. You know, he's putting them in more specific terms. Says John from the Rutherford Institute, quote, geofencing dragnets, fusion centers, smart devices, behavioral threat assessments, terror watch lists, facial recognition, snitch tip lines, biometric scanners, pre-crime, DNA databases, data mining, precognitive technology, contact tracing apps. These, what these add up to is a world in which on any given day, the average person is now monitored, surveilled, spied on, and tracked in more than 20 different ways by both government and the corporate and their corporate eyes and ears. Big tech wedded to big government has become big brother. End quote. And that big brother, of course, referencing the Orwellian 1984 big brother, you know, they're there. You know, he goes on to make the point here. There's a link there in his uh, in that expert that goes to the article that outlines those 20 different ways you're being tracked. Okay. Worth checking out. But he goes on to make the point that the government is selling all of this as a way to keep people safe. In order to protect people from the bad guys, we have to surveil everybody everywhere all the time, you know? And he points out the government's definition of a bad guy is extraordinarily broad. And I would say that uh, they've been whittling that down. Of course, now we know it's MAGA extremists and parents, you know, Parents protesting against perverted curriculum at schools. These are these are the domestic terrorists and all that. But they've been whittling away at this definition and really getting it down. You know, they more or less tailored it to mean anyone's narrative or the authority of the state. Those are the bad guys. Those are the people who are a threat to democracy and all of that. And I think the uh, the ongoing Twitter files saga is a case in point there. I put a link in the article today, friends. It's, it goes to the batch number six of the Twitter files that basically says, you know, these guys are lapdogs for the deep state, which, come on, who didn't already know that? But it's darker than just big tech collusion and state-run censorship. Remember, we're zoomed way out of the macro level here. If we can go back to 1975, U.S. Senator Frank Church declared in 1975 that the U.S. government had perfected a technological capability that could be turned against the American people to effectively impose what he called total tyranny. 
And he emphasized that under such total tyranny, under this total surveillance state, there would be no way to fight back. Friends, I put the link in there, uh, the video. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please know that you can only get all the goodies by going to thetorchreport.com. Check out that video. It's a short clip, but he's talking about total tyranny. And he says, the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government, no matter how privately it was done, is within the reach of the government to know. End quote. U.S. Senator Frank Church, August 17th, 1975. So there you have it, my friends. That was then, and this is now. And when we add in weaponized AI and sentinel surveillance and algorithmic social interventions, and now you have a government that is fully equipped and to covertly manipulate the masses, to determine the outcome of elections, and consolidate virtually unlimited power, profit, and political control in the hands of the elite sociopaths who are hell-bent on ruling the world. Friends, and do not forget, please do not forget, that all of these people have been indoctrinated into the same you know, radical, fanatical climate cult. They are convinced that they must control you for your own good, and they feel justified in doing so. Now they've got all the tools and the strategic partners they need to pull it off. But friends, I'll leave you with this. Resist, we must. <laughs> Resist, we must. Ah, Resistance is the spice of life, friends, and that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the great honor. Take the time, find the heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Don't forget you can support this publication for as little as $7 a month by joining the Patriot Club. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday, friends, and I will look forward to talking to you again soon.